<laughs> well, Hi. well. Hi. Yo. Yo, hey. yo, 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 yo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to season three. Yeah, it is. Season three of You Should Check It Out. Here we oh. are. Oh, Here yeah. We, we did, we're doing it. Who knew that we would make it this far? No, not me. Look at us. A couple weeks ago, <laughs> I had a pretty good hunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are we going to do, like, uh, the Netflix series The Crown and, like, recast the whole... Ooh. Uh, us. <laughs> that would be an awesome idea for, like, one episode. Just to, like, replace all of us with... Yeah. significant others or somebody and just have them or talk brothers. about whatever. We did, we did do a brother's episode. It'd be it's funny true. to have just our brothers. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a big be... ask. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Not for mine. Austin would be down, I think, but... Yeah. I, yeah I can't we still haven't done our sister's episode either. That's totally true. Right. We have to get on that. That would be yeah. fantastic. Interesting. Okay, we'll yeah. figure that out. Yeah. We'll yeah. That going here, Is right? it all the no... sisters? Are you going to have both sisters on, Jay? Oh, God, no. Oh, Jesus, oh, no. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I only okay. have one, so. Well, I, I was thinking, because we all have, w- the, the common denominator is that we all have younger sisters, uh, right? Right, okay. right. So that's my excuse to not have my older sister on. I see. So younger Sorry, sister sir. episode. <laughs> right. That'd be specific. She's not very deferential to Jay. She also doesn't listen to the podcast, so Fair I know enough. that I'm, I'm safe here. Fair so. enough. We don't know that for sure. I'm yes. pretty okay, positive. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, it's pretty sure. Pretty yeah. sure. This okay, will be it. the episode, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Hi, Sarah. Love you. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Uh man. How so, you guys so y'all doing all right? Season three, we're talking yeah. family. <laughs> we're, we're, we're diving deep, man. We're really? just opening all the doors. <laughs> yeah. We talked happening. about so much already. That's really, when we turned the corner and decided, nope, this is about us. <laughs> just cinema verite from, the, from here on out. That's right. All right, well, before we get into too much more trouble, fine. what do you say we get this show started? Let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> yes. You should check it. Yes, that's right. Coming at you for the third season. Y'all let us come back. And we're all Thank got you. smiling, happy faces on. Happy Thank to you. be with you on this Thursday morning or evening or Monday night or Tuesday afternoon or whatever you want to call it. Whatever day this reaches you at. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. It's our little music podcast. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And by the way, yeah. I usually listen to this podcast about 2 a.m. on like Wednesday really? nights. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, usually like really late. That's very is interesting. I, is when I put it on finally, yeah. I'm more of like a anyway. 10 p.m. Thursday night guy. Okay. There you go. Nick, I'm going to guess. You listen, yeah. to, you listen to it when you edit it. Well, yeah, I do. I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I get the first, I get the first crack at it, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's a different experience between editing an hour and a 15 minute long podcast and listening to it. Mm-hmm. So True. Mm-hmm. I'll edit it and then send it out into the world, and then I like to hear just a little bit of the finished product. Yeah, just to make you sure yeah. that you're, yeah. I understand, it's cool. a little quality yeah. control. What, do you, what about you, Nick? You a uh, Wednesday night kind of I listen to guy? it Tuesday or Wednesday. Depends on, depends on when I'm getting to the description. Fair enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, Thursday yep. at 5.45 a.m., that kind of... Mm-hmm. It's never been that bad, okay. but, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes Thursday at 1 a.m. is when it's happening. Yep. <laughs> True. Well, fair enough. Well, we're happy to have you here with us, no matter what time you listen to us. You know, tell a friend, as we like to say. We're going to harp on that this year, this season. Um, that's, that's what we're harping We're getting on. the word out this year, guys. It's the theme of the season. Yep. I think if we made it to season three, out, it's please. no longer an insulated podcast. Like, we're getting out there. We're reaching, We're touching the masses this year. Hey, it's man. It's time. But, yeah. It's you time know, this break, thing opens up a little. Right. Yeah. Breaking, breaking Bad, like, no one watched it, like... No one watched it the first couple of seasons, right. you know. That's a great You're parallel. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's, it got it got some it got some momentum. There and, you go. You know, 
And AMC, so, if you're listening, you know we're open to a to a we deal. We need Brian Cranston on. Although to, to be fair, uh, he actually uh, I heard he had he had a heart attack on set. Oh, really? last week. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, oh, was it so, was it a heart attack? I heard he had like, collapsed. Yeah, he, he collapsed. Yeah, on the set of Better uh, Call Saul. So yeah. Uh, big shout no, out to that Bob was, Odenkirk. Wasn't that Odenkirk? I thought that was Bob Odenkirk. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. It was Odenkirk. I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting my I'm getting my my actors mixed up. My great actors mixed the up. The great actors from the from the originator from the Breaking Bad series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Odenkirk was is on uh, Mr. Show. And, yeah, uh, that's right. With David Cross. And that, yeah, and that was uh, uh, what really one of my favorite uh, shows ever. Absolutely. Not when it aired, but about like when Comcast came out with yeah. uh, On Demand mm-hmm. and you go on HBO <laughs> On Demand, someone recommended, you got to watch Mr. Show. So I was watching Mr. Show like a decade after it aired. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, this is, this is like made for me. Like, who, <laughs> who made this, you know? And Bob was always my favorite. So um, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. mean to say Brian Cranston, but yeah, I'm, I'm burned guys. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, I'm all, burned. it's all good. Fried. It's all good. I'm fried. Getting my, getting my dudes mixed up. It's all good. Well, it's all good. healthy returns and sa- speedy recovery to everyone who might have been involved there, especially yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Um, mm-hmm. But Brian Cranston, if you're not feeling well, uh, hope you're feeling get better. Get better, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, get better. <laughs> and come and on the show. If you're feeling great, then, then Hang thumbs it, yeah, up. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> keep it up. Keep it up. We love you, man. <laughs> keep going, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good. Right, what are we doing? <laughs> well, we got some stuff to talk about tonight. I'm going to yeah, be talking do. about music royalty. Okay. Mm, yeah. um, Sir Elton, maybe? Is that... <laughs> Uh, you know, Sir Paul. we'll find out. We'll could find be, out. Could we'll be find Sir out. Paul. Could be. What was the What okay. was the story about Sir Elton John? They, whenever they knighted him, they called him Sir John Elton, right? They screwed oh. his name up. Wouldn't that be like That's... the ultimate disrespect? <laughs> Which, and who would take that more seriously than Elton John? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Never forgive them. <laughs> Look at my Destroyed cape. It. It's written on my cape. <laughs> it's in sequence. Mm. Humble. Yeah. He just turns around. Yeah, uh, I thought there Nick, was a comma. Nick, what I believe you, you you have a follow up from last week's enthralling time signature slash shuffle field discussion, which I know that I, all of our audience has been looking forward to. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not promising anything riveting, but I think it'll be fun. I'm looking we'll forward see. to it. Yeah, it's one drum. Right. it's one. And Greg, Great man, I think you're going to be rounding things up with the news and the notes from this week. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got you. Cool. A little gossip with Greg. Yeah. Gossip with Greg. Excellent. Gossip with Greg. <laughs> he did it. He did it. It's good. I always, I always throw it in there. So I need, I, everything needs a name. That's right. All right. Well, let me get this started off, boys. Let's um, do this. Speaking of royalty, Mr. Prince. Mr. Oh. Prince Rogers Nelson. Oh. He, uh, oh. he released. I well, see what his, you did there. I see yeah, what you there, did. Yeah. He, his okay. estate released uh, his very first posthumous album of new material. I've heard about this. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's been, you know, pretty widely touted. Everybody's very excited about it. It's called Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Whoa. It's good. I like it a lot. It's uh, got pretty much the whole gamut of what makes Prince Prince, in my opinion. Pretty good. Okay. It was recorded back in 2010. And, um, you know, they've released the single that's the same as the album title, Welcome to America. There's a couple other good ones on there. I'm going to pick a deep cut from it. It's called right. Check the Record. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the least Prince-sounding one on the record, which is probably what Interesting I like. pick. I know. Yes. Interesting pick. Yes. Okay. Check the record. Prince. Check the record. 
That. Pretty good stuff from Mr. Rogers Nelson. Slightly more bubblegum than he usually sounds, I, I would say. Oh gosh, have you heard the uh, the next upcoming single is called Hot Summer from no. the record? It's that's if you think that's bubblegum, check out Hot Summer. That one that is Will do. very Will poppy. Do. But the, the whole right. record gotcha. is pretty cool. It's it's like I said, it's it runs the whole gamut of print stuff from like the really deep funk to like a couple power ballads. They cover a Soul Asylum song. Really? Yes. Really? Which cool. one? Yes. It's called Stand Up and Be Strong. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a later era soul asylum Prince song. Yes. Covering soul. Holy crap. Yeah, that is so yeah, weird. I mean, talk about a musicologist. I didn't know the soul asylum was still making records. He took a, a record from soul asylum from 2008 and wow. decided to cover it. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, a thousand light years from here is another good track on the song, and the uh, the opening track is pretty er, on the album, and the opening track is pretty fantastic too. So yeah, check it out. Like I said, it was recorded back in 2010 with this like uh, almost like a power trio, Prince mm-hmm. doing obviously the guitars and the vocals and stuff like that. On bass is the amazing Tal Wilkenfeld. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. she's awesome. Yeah. She plays with Jeff Beck. Um, mm-hmm. And a bunch of other famous people. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, and uh, on drums is Chris Coleman. Um, really cool sound. And and apparently the story is that one of the guys was going through Prince's extensive music archive, which is kind of like Frank Zappa's. You know, mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. he just had a vault, vault down yeah. in his basement. Um, so we're going to be seeing a lot more of his posthumous releases. But apparently this guy just found like two CDRs. Wow. With the complete album on it, like mixed, ready to go, ready to be shipped. <laughs> We, we talked about this, right? Wasn't this like uh, an early episode? Uh, Could have been. Remember that? I, uh, I actually just found it. It's episode 15. We talked about the fact that there would be unreleased Prince music coming out and whether oh, we were yeah. cool with that. And yeah. we said, yep. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, In any is. case, I'm sure this guy didn't think his job would be as easy as just finding a CDR. <laughs> with like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just said finished. Yeah. <laughs> Use this one. Mm-hmm. In 2021. Don't forget to mail to label. That's what it says. Right. So check that out. Um, mm. In other Prince news, okay, uh, pretty pretty interesting stuff. I, I didn't know, first of all, that Prince had six siblings. He did. About that. Came from a very big know. family. Okay. Um, the reason that they are in the news is because they, well, half of them, three of the six siblings, the youngest three, decided mm-hmm. to sell their stake in Prince's estate oh. to um, an independent music publishing company called Primary Wave. Right. Um, there wasn't a will, right? And he's, he never had a spouse. And, and Yeah, yeah. I think that's where this kind of came from, is that uh, Prince didn't have a will. It was an accidental fentanyl overdose and didn't have a partner, didn't have any children. So I guess the state intervened and distributed it throughout uh, his, his remaining family. family. 
Um, so that's six six siblings, three of which decided not to sell and are going to hold on to it, and three of which did decide to sell to this one entity. So now the prince estate is going to consist of three of Prince's brothers and sisters and this primary wave group. So that should make some for some interesting uh, meetings down the road. <laughs> That's got to be tough. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? Mm. Just handed the one sixth of must... something and it's like, here, you guys work this out. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, just how does it not result in, like, it, it's, uh, man, that's tough. Yeah. And again, with that's the Zappa, like, you know, similarities, this reminds me mm-hmm. of the whole, yeah. you know. Split between the younger and the older. Exactly, exactly. Amit trying to sue Dweezil over the use of the family name and crap yeah. like that. So it's going to be interesting going, you know, going down the road. Uh, the other three, like I said, they don't. They say that they have no intention of selling. They've said some pretty negative things about the younger three, and that it was just kind of a money grab that they're just. When you have that in. many siblings, you got you have yeah exactly it's hard not you to have different yeah. different sides of the story. Yeah. yeah. So something Family to see. Family drama. <laughs> but clearly, you know, if if the quality of material is is like uh, the new album that just dropped, and the interest is there, you know. Uh, the new single has 1.7 million listens on Spotify already. It just dropped last Friday, so there's some money to be made there. Uh, sure, plus licensing, right? Plus licensing, plus yeah, if, I think if that's if that's an option, though, I don't know if he he's not he was known for not having not licensing stuff. Yeah. If I but. But yeah, they, they yeah. Could, but maybe maybe it's not in his hands anymore. It well, depends. I don't now know. it's going to be a group decision between his family yeah. and yeah. this. Like if he maintained way. his intellectual property, like if he maintained licensing rights, then that does go to the estate, right? Yeah. So we'll have to see, I guess. Yeah, they, they said, and I don't know how this is distributed. Obviously, the the le- legalities of how it was distributed up in the inheritance, but apparently, all of the siblings got a stake in Prince's name and likeness. His royalties from his master recordings, publishing rights, and the actual Paisley Park Studios and estate. Gee, like hmm. so that's like, it's it's the bulk of what makes Prince Prince now. Yeah. Wow. Um, so there's a lot to fight over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure Goodness. is. So should be interesting. Just want to give you all a royalty update, uh, American royalty update. Got it. Indeed. It makes sense now. I get <laughs> it. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> More Royal- Elton John oh. news next week. I was confused. It's royalty royalties. Royalty Indeed. Royalties. There you go. Thank Indeed. you, Greg. I need to have you write my, just, my you material. You're not even trying. You're just like, yeah, that <laughs> was, I don't even want credit for that one. You can just take that. Just take, take it. it. Just you. have it. Take it home with you. You know, play it, don't ar- play around with it. Don't put my name on I've done better. Play it around. <laughs> just play around with it, you know. <laughs> Tell your friends. I don't care. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Nick Thank Klein. you, Jay. What you got Keep for going. us, buddy? Well, before I get started, Jay, how about a little palate cleanser? Oh, please. Yeah. I was uh, I was bringing the kids home from, I don't remember where we were, and this song came on, and we actually sat in the driveway and listened to it, because this thing just really <laughs> caught my ear. Nice. And then, of course, I bring it up when we're, you know, the next time we play, and Kreshmer's like, I absolutely love this band. Oh, my God. This he band went is, on, like, a 45-minute rant about it. It was great. It was great. <laughs> and, and Let's get him on the show. What's I know. going on? Come on, Kresh. He, I won't come on. He refuses. So this is, this is Hiatus Coyote. Right. The song is Chivalry is Not Dead. Sweet. Hope. Hope. 
Last week, so we we got into this conversation last week. We got lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. with yeah. Greg, and we talked about different shuffle feels. And Greg played a song um, uh, by Jellyfish uh, off the album Spilt Milk called "New Mistake." That's mm-hmm. right. And and I had said I count that I'm counting that as six eight. And Greg said, "Oh, see, I count that as four. And yeah. and we agreed that that's fine. I was the um, lukewarm water in that debate. I said. Well, really, you could feel it either way. <laughs> right, right, which which is right, you know? I mean, part of the job of a drummer is to take, like, a melody and feel... I mean, there's a million different ways that you can bisect time right. and create a rhythm out of a certain segment of music. So the time signature, it, it really is arbitrary as far as how you write it out. But it got me thinking about when I kind of first learned as a drummer, like certain time signatures have certain feels mm-hmm. and what that sounds like. So I thought, I thought, why don't we, why don't we run through those real quick and listen to a couple pretty famous classic songs and see how you guys would count those. Okay. Is sure. That, sounds great. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. But first what, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to hear a four, four sound. I'm going to say it outright. It's four. Okay. Um, this is from, this is from a, a, a middle section of Rush's Tom Sawyer. Can you, can you, can you cue that up for me, Jay? Sure. All right, listen to the snare. It's on the two and the four. Now, I count that as 9-8, but, you know, you do <laughs> yeah. because it's no appearance. <laughs> okay. okay. No, that's definitely 4-4. Four, four. How far back should we roll this? Should we explain basically what a time signature is, what we're talking about? I guess really, Greg, in like a, I don't know, in like a quick blurb. Okay, well, time signature refers to a set of two digits you see at the beginning of a piece of music usually. Um, the most common is 4-4. Four, four. The top number tells you how many beats there are in a measure and the bottom number if you think of it like a fraction it'd be like uh, the, the bottom number if it's four really is in saying one fourth and so essentially you have four quarter notes in one measure right. right so if it said for instance two over four that would imply two quarter notes in each measure mm-hmm. or any equivalent of that because quarter notes can be halved into eighth notes or mm-hmm. and halved again into sixteenth notes or they can be triplets you can subdivide those beats but in each measure, whatever the time signature indicates, that's how much time you can fit into that measure. Right. Uh, Extremely well beats. said. Very you good. could also have something like a six, eight, which uh, by yes. what you said is six beats. 
counting eighth notes as the divide. Six, yeah. eight, so, six eight so notes six, in the measure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so you and so you'll have like sort of equivalent time signatures such as like three, four and mm -hmm. six, eight, which technically take up the same amount of space, but now you get into like where is which is the, where we're gonna go, which is where yes, we're going. Cool. So, That's where we're going. So thank you for that. Thank so you. we just heard a really standard rock four four, where the snare is gonna hit on the two and the four, and it's a really good indication. Mm -hmm. um, gives you your yeah. quarter notes, which will be important because we're gonna come back to it. But why don't we why don't we hear uh, why don't we hear three four? Okay. Okay. Got Scott Hendrix over there. Can you cue that up? We can do that. Pretty clear cool. three four. Pretty clear three four. You got that waltz feel, that boom bop bop boom bop bop. Yep. Right. One, you got the two, accent on the three. one. There's a grouping of three, but it's steady, solid quarter notes. Definitely. And then, and then the other one, Greg, that you mentioned that has the same fills the same amount of time is is six eight. Why don't we Why don't we listen to Why don't we listen to a song in six eight? We've got what do we have here? Uh, oh, Queen. Yeah, Queen. Cool. We are the champions. One, two, three, four, five. Right. Six. So again, the the difference there between that and the three four song, where manic depression is going one, two, three, two, two, three. Um, boom, Counting those boom, as the quarter boom, notes. Yep. In that in that one, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. You're counting eighth notes. Yeah. Right. And and sometimes when you're pl when I'm when I'm playing, I'll I'll think of it as two. Okay. I'll think of it as one, two, triple it, triple it, triple it, yeah. triple right. it. And that's really, I think, the way that it should be felt by the musicians, honestly. Felt. Yes, felt. Yeah. Because you can measure it however you want, like you said, but it needs to be felt in a certain way. And I think that this is a ballad. And if you're like thinking like one, two, three, four, five, six, you can't really like relax, you know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. play it. You need to give it space to breathe. So I, that's why I would, if I was, if I was starting off this song, like I've paid my dues, I wouldn't be like one, two, three, four. I would be like one, two, three, with it being implied that there's a triplet in there. Right, mm -hmm. you right. know that's a, and that's uh, <clears throat> sort of like the the feel, and then in that point, now it's up to the musicians to show me like how you feel that triplet because everyone feels it a little differently. And and I think I think when it comes down, I mean, I, there's no you, when it comes down to it, it, it it's the same. Um, but if you were to, if you were to have to write that, it would be much more efficient, probably looking to write that in six eight. I like, disagree. If really? I was writing a chart for this, I would never do it in six eight. Really? No. Because you're essentially writing the same thing. You're just adding a three over top of it. Like it's you're just it's just cluttering up the staff as far as I'm concerned. Like from uh, and you know that sounds weird, but it really it's like an aesthetic of like well, what's how, the cleanest way to present it? this. Great. Well, wait, notating what exactly like like if you were to transcribe 
the song. Yeah, like if you were to chart, like actually write it out for, um, uh, say like, like a lead chart. Okay, like a lead chart, like a jazz chart for "We Are the Champions." Well, it depends on how. Like if I was just writing the chords, then yeah, I would just do it in a one, two, three, four. I would just do four, four. How would you convey the feel? Say triplet feel at the beginning. Instead of using the time signature, you would. Yeah, because that's going to make it so much more. There's like all these divisions I got to like hit now and like explain. Hmm. I would just. Uh, to me, yeah. if somebody says this is in six eight, I immediately know it's a triplet feel in two. But th but the six eight is what told me that. Like it's the. But it's like a, if somebody it, said it's a, it's in two and it's kind of like got a triplet feel, I'd be like, do you mean six eight? Because that's what you're saying is is six eight. But yeah, but but again, it's like because the chord. Okay, I, I'll I'll tell you why the chords in that song never change on anything but oh, the main okay. accents. So it's like, why would I bother? Okay. You know. So so if there was okay so, it, yeah, if they were more precisely hitting like or doing accents yeah. or doing different notes on the on the yeah. two two three or five and six then. Then it might then it might yeah. make you consider. Okay, it's interesting. Right. We got something. It, well, it's interesting because Greg's the one who would be most likely to have to chart out. We are the champions yeah. in real life. Yeah, so yeah. we should I take his word. I could it. be doing it a completely wrong way. <laughs> you know, uh, I see, and I see what you're saying because you're like, if it's in six eight, and you're, if I was writing out the drum chart, that might be different, honestly, because then you would have more. Like well, he's, of he's those. hitting every. He's hitting the one two. He's three, hitting four, every five, single six, one. one two, yeah, three, four five. Yeah. Yeah. So Nick's point is um, that if you were to write that in four four, you would have to notate all those as triplets, which just yes. is then kind of redundant. You would just write that in six eight. Right. right. But again, for me, like the big moments of the song, and it doesn't really change that feel. It's still, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, I think. I'm. And, and I don't. Dis I'm not disagreeing that I would feel this in two. I'm just saying. I think the place that it has is in conveying a feel. Or giving giving somebody who's who understands that tide and signatures feel, giving them a heads up as to what this is about to feel like. Uh, it's to convey the feel, and that it's also to simplify the process of actually writing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, why don't we do why don't we do another one? This okay. is a. Uh, I'm curious, Greg. How, how how would you or NJ? Why don't we talk through this one? Like, what the, can you play the Tears for Fears song? How, how would you guys count this? Here we go. That's pretty easy to me, Greg. You mm -hmm. wanna? Uh, I, I I I would still do this in four. You know, like you said before, with that rush beat, the snare. If you think of it as four, the snare is doing the two and four thing. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. Um, and so again, if I would just say like implied, like like the triplet feel, you know, because mm -hmm. yep. even like here's the deal, like the drummer could just play one, two, three. Four and if everyone's d -d 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 you know, then it's still happening, right? 100%. So yeah. anyway, that's yeah, that's that. I would say four, Feel four, four. Feel yeah. four. No, I totally agree. It's Felton four with a but with it's a shuffle. But, it's almost like a triplet shuffle right. underneath it. That actually was one of the songs I was thinking about playing for you guys last week. Um, yeah, again, it's it's uh, it that triplet is super important. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, but it's also like it's repetitive in and a, it's in not a, in a way. swung. Like there's no swing to that. No, it is, you're right. it is a triplet. 
It's like a straight, it's, yeah, it's a straight like, triplet feel, yeah. If I were to describe, isn't the bass doing like bum 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 bum? It's bum, doing it on that and one well, and one and yeah. So so that's, so, that's so it is swung in the way, but, but here's here, yeah. here's the deal. It's like and actually I did a. Sh a I was going to say something else. I did a poor job explaining this last time because really, it's like if you, a swing feel really is if you take a triplet feel and just tie the first two. So it's actually like a quarter note and an eighth note. Yeah, like da one two three one two three one two. Or I tell my students long short long short long yes. short long yeah. short, uh, and so it's still a triplet feel, but you're not hearing triple e. You're just hearing trip lee trip lee trip definitely, lead, definitely. Yeah. definitely. There you go. So that's, yeah. Hopefully that explains a little bit more. My <laughs> mic's being weird. Makes, Sorry, I'm just going to just... Yeah, there's, actually, to us, there's anyway. actually like math... <laughs> there's like definitions that, are, definitions that are provided for shuffle rhythms, which is where the second pulse is exactly half the length of the first... It's some ridiculous thing. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's, like, it's not even possible because it's what it's... You I, could, I went you're, and found it and I was three. like, well, this is useless. I'm not bringing this up, yeah. but here we are. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, yeah. I would I would say that's th this is in four, but feel it like it's twelve eight, because yeah, it's, I mean, it's, and it's, it's counted yeah, yeah. And, but I would but I would never recommend trying to count to twelve because you always get hung up on the especially 12. the the tempo I think has a factor too yes if you were doing yeah. like a yeah. much slower version of this then I could see it being like okay one two three four five you know I could see that nine, but ten, like yeah but it's important to but to me then it would be like do not let go of that triplet feel right if you're telling me i'm playing it like it's 12 8 then i have to keep the yeah. triplet feel going if you're telling me it's four i will i will dance all over yeah. your triplets and, well, and, and, and it would sound wrong i think it's uh it suffices to say that like if i was in a situation where let's say i hadn't played this with other musicians before mm -hmm. and we were on a gig and it was like all right tears for fear i could imagine the drummer i would expect him and maybe it's not fair to expect but i would say 99% of the time he, they would be like one a two a one two and then they yeah. give you like a fill to, how you would count so it that, off right so mm -hmm. you would count it off so it's clearly marked like the more important landmarks for the musicians the one and two and four mm -hmm. and one you would yep. need those but you're also in your drum fill saying like this is how it's being felt yeah you yes. know yeah. So, so in your intro fill um, and I don't know there might be some drummers out there that'd be like, I would never do that, you moron. But um <laughs> But but in this particular song, you hear every twelve eighth notes each measure. Right. Like bass is holding down it's doing the one, three, four, uh, six, seven. Like he's doing the like he's hitting every downbeat. Yes. And then the guitar is hitting like the hitting like the like you're hitting you're hearing all twelve of the eight notes, so it's important that it's and that's the reason why it's dividing. Instead of it being divi divided just four four, where you might just hear the quarter notes here and there, like it does have that distinctive feel yeah, to it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think another important thing that we kind of we've t we've touched on, and I think that we kind of discovered, is that it's not it can't just be defined by what in one instrument is playing, right? The, the right. time signature yes. could be. But, oh, the groove, but the right. groove or the feel can't just be defined by what the drummer's playing or what the bass no, is it's playing very, yeah, or when yeah. the chords shift or when it, it's, it's kind of a it's a conglomeration of all of those elements 100% that right. make how you write a song or notate it or feel a song. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's an important, very important distinction because you'll, you, you'll definitely have, I mean, Stuart Copeland is always doing syncopation over top of the beat. So if you were to just follow the drums... Right, you know, he's he's all over the yeah. place. So the um, yeah, okay. 
So I got one more. Um, let's listen to, this is another one everybody knows. This is Money by Pink Floyd. What do we got Excellent. Well, that's a that's a very groovy seven. Yeah. Uh, I think it, so. It's seven four. Yeah. Um, I think the distinction. I don't think Greg's going to disagree with me on that. But I think the distinction is whether you count it as you know, four four plus a three four, or whether mm -hmm. that's a, a full measure of seven. And my argument would be that that is one of the clearest examples of what I would call a seven song. Like that, the, that to me the doesn't idea, feel like the melodic idea is not resolved until right, the eighth right. note is hit. That feels like seven four to me, but I could be wrong. I agree with you, yeah. And and Nick and Nick, you uh, you set it up exactly. Like the phrase is yeah. seven beats long. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Hey. Yeah. The uh, interesting thing about that song is the it, when you if you keep listening uh, when it gets to the solo they do a and now they're in. Eight or, or four, just dun, dun, they like the four. Yeah, the solo. Mm -hmm. I, it's um, funny. Whenever I was a kid, I used to always think, "Oh, David Gilmour just had them switch to four because he couldn't play a solo in seven. Like that uh -huh. was the way my young, stupid, egotistical brain thought. <laughs> did you ever find David proof Gilmore that that could play a freaking solo? Did you ever in find seven, proof but, that that wasn't the case? Because I heard that was exactly the reason. I I, I can see that. can't imagine David Gilmore couldn't play a solo uh, dude, in seven. Come I think, on, it I, just it it gives it a different feel and it really swings and it really rocks it. No, it makes I, that dude, song dude, like pop. Look it know? up. I'll I'll look it up. And I, I remember <laughs> either reading it or hearing. It. That's literally exactly what happened. So yeah. you're saying fifteen year old just, me was right? Just call yeah. Roger. Just call Roger, please. Yeah, I'm sure he'd tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd love to talk about David. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, okay, so that yes, that's seven four. There's clearly quarter notes. The whole phrase is seven beats. Starts over. That's yeah. seven four. Cool. I want to go back to one though. I want to go back to the one we started with. Oh. Um, Tom Sawyer. Okay. Because um, this is cool. They, they change the time signature part of the way through, and it's and and I I, I would I wanted to talk about how I, how I figure out or uh, yeah we could talk about how we figure out what time signature it changed to. Okay. So if you want to, um, you could even pick it up where it was or it, or the, uh, yeah, actually the second cue. Cool. Yeah. Can I can I take another the first stab at it because I'm the guy least qualified to comment on this? Yeah, man. <laughs> so that one, as distinct from money, I would feel mm -hmm. as four and three, like four, four, and then three, four. But I could also understand well, how that here, could be felt in terms of eighth notes. So here's the thing about that. So if you if you if we take the two and the four from the previous section, mm -hmm. the the reason that I would switch it to an eighth note. Mm -hmm. And Greg, I don't know, I'm very interested to, to your thoughts as well, but that is because you're counting one, two, three, four, one, 
to, I'm having to shorten, like I can't get through a full quarter note at the end there. So then I'm going to switch to eighth notes and try counting in a, basically double the speed to see if that lands me. And when, and when you switch to eighth notes, then you get seven eighth notes and then you get to the next measure. Actually, yeah. So I actually think see it. I think so. The original beat is dun 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 three four dun 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 two three okay four yep one so two and then when it gets to that last part the three four one two three four one two yeah yeah so yeah I'm I'm thinking like not seven eight. Um, not, not seven eight. No, I'm it's, thinking se it's seven sixteen. No, would, it's, it, it is seven eight because it goes one two three four one two three four five six seven da 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 one but, two three four okay, five think, six seven. Yeah, but I'm thinking of it as seven sixteen because again, like the the melody, one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven one two three four five six. You know what I mean? That that's that's a real accent right there, to me. I don't hear it like one, two, uh, one. So if if because the, the original beat is dun da two three four one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and you know I'm thinking of it as sixteenth notes at that point. It, you can break it up into sixteen. You just gotta or you gotta you can break it up into sixteenth notes. You just need to have fourteen of them in there. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I do because it's seven and seven, right. um, and and I hear that as being like the real point of interest in the that da, 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 Yeah, that accent is like will land on the 7 16th every time, you know? Okay. I think that's valid. Which I know is like that might be a little bit like complicated, but it's rush and I mean that is what they're doing right there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Nick, how do you yeah. count it as a drummer? Yeah. Well, be, well, as a drummer, he's continuing to play the snare. The cool thing is he in, in his like well thought out way, he continues to play the snare on what were the two and the four, um, but he, he just just shortens it at the end there. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would definitely it count fits. it as seven eight. I would make it the le the least complicated necessary to get to get to the right count. Gotcha. As a starting point, because that's probably what that's probably what is hap already happening on the hi hat is he's you know uh, following eighth notes on the yeah. hi hat. So the other way you could do it is fourteen over sixteen. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was saying. You can do 16th yeah. notes, but you got to get 14 of them in there to get, right. which your 7 and 7 sixteenths does add up to the 7, 8. So. Yeah, and, 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 and the pattern never shifts, but sometimes in Rush songs, it will shift. It'll be like yeah. 7 and then 8 and then 6, you know, and so mm -hmm. that's what I'm looking out for. And that's yeah. why I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm protecting myself by being like, 7 over 16, that's fine. <laughs> Let me just get two bars yeah. of 7 over 16, yeah, and then I'll trust, and then we'll talk about where you're going just from Just in case they try to f*** with us. Which they usually do. Yeah, I think you're also a, a time contrarian, I think is what's happening here. It, it could be. A little bit, a little bit. That's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I think, I mean, it seems, yeah. On this I, one, listen, I think I, we've all been right just different yeah I that is that. the point that is the point no. you can count now i would say when you need to transcribe it i think there's a case to be made to use the correct time signature that the feel implies even if you'd like to count it off as a band leader by saying four like if it feels like six eight i think the easiest way to communicate that is by saying this feels like six eight it, well, it, it's, we could it, look up some of the transcriptions you know yeah i'd be surprised to see six eight uh for like we are the champions, 
but I could be wrong. It's uh, you know again, it's all it's like it is definitely a matter of perspective and uh, a perspective uh, uh, a matter of ease and uh, communication. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that's the whole uh, but, idea. You know, yeah, but like and it, you know, again, like in all the different bands and like all the different lessons that I've taught, you know, um, I definitely am always searching for that. Like, what's the simplest way to get this across, you know? And definitely. Uh, definitely. So that's where I, that's what I'm leaning on yeah. is just like my various experiences of being like, oh, that like when I explained it this way, this one time, people got confused. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Because if you say six, eight, and then you're like one, two, three, they might be like, where's wait? I thought you said there were six of these, you know? Yeah. 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 And if somebody <laughs> you know, so. if somebody had that up, like if somebody didn't then understand triplet feel as a count to four then I would yeah. go one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, like to give yeah. them the six, eight count. Right. So that but like, eight, that's when not you ca- conveyed by saying it, then. When you, then when you count it like that and you're like, one, two, three, four, five, six, we're not talking about like, oh yeah, put the snare drum on one and four, you know? When it's in four, when it's in four and you're like one, two, and three, just like in We Are The Champions, it's still like one, two, and three, and four, and five, you know, it's like yeah. that's, that yeah, is like, where that's like the inflection points. It's rare to the, see you know. a, <clears throat> a song in popular music nowadays in like true six eight. Like six eight is like sea shanty territory, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I agree with Greg on that point. Like you really yeah. you're hitting those <clears throat> main yeah. accented beats no matter how it's noted. Yeah. All right. Well, if we have any listeners left. <laughs> we would love to get your comments and feedback on, on whether or not you agree with us and uh, you know if you, if you got a song cracks. you just can't figure yeah. out Nick <laughs> Nick no, Nick loves nothing more than to stay up all night figuring out time signatures so send I him do enjoy, I do enjoy a good challenge <laughs> this is true you should transcribe Bleed man Bleed by Meshuggah just try to transcribe that <laughs> I, I, like a, I like a good challenge I don't like a freaking <laughs> three day long project uh-huh. well <laughs> It took the drummer apparently six months out of play that song. So. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Okay. Uh, well, then, then yeah. Then I'm, but it's all uh, it is all like actually it's like based on one simple thing. It's just like any every single permutation of it that they mm-hmm. could think of. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Well, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Nick. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for man. following yeah, up. Yeah, I'm always down to talk about that stuff. Yeah, I enjoy it. Thank you, Gregorius. Hey, hey. Let me start off with uh, something pretty nice that. Uh, my friend John Karen shared on his Facebook feed. It, he, he mentioned it was the 50th concert, uh, 50, excuse me, 50th anniversary of the concert for Bangladesh. Yeah. Hosted oh, okay. by uh, George Harrison. Mm-hmm. And apparently some friend of his was like, George, you've got to help. And he's like, okay. And so he just put together this concert, yeah. invited all his friends. And this is his, uh, George Harrison with Bob Dylan at Soundcheck for the concert for Bangladesh. Nice. Have to pray, but it would not be new if 
not for you If not for you my sky would fall The rain would gather too Without your love I'd be nowhere at all Yeah. See, no drummer, you, you don't have to worry about cutting it off that time. <laughs> four, four. <laughs> it's funny, when Just, watching that clip, like you said, it uh-huh. is from Soundtrack. It almost seems like George Harrison knows that song better than Bob Dylan. <laughs> well, it, it could be, and it's also maybe like Bob Dylan seems to me like someone who does it differently every time his yeah. own way, however he wants. And so now he's like, the more oh, wait, somebody I, knows it, the more he wants to jack it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, or or, the, or he's just like, wait, whoa, wait, I don't, I wouldn't have gone to the verse there, but okay. we're already there. <laughs> anyway, Do your uh, thing, George. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of kicked off a lot. Like I think it was my, one of the first like benefit concerts. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, there's a lot of cool oh. performances on there. Hey, Bird, Cl- Bird Clock was Bird there. Clock. Yeah, Bird Clock attached <laughs> the show. Yeah, Bird Clock. Uh, yeah, he, he liked uh, he liked the opening to... sitar performance the best. Mm-hmm. Right by Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah his uh, first it is row. One, one one of the things I like so much about that. You know what, what was it like 1971. 71, I guess, if it's the 50th anniversary, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. George, you know, the first part of the concert is just Indian musicians up there. And and George feels the need, and I think it's probably wise on his part to, like, get up in front of everybody, Madison Square Garden, and explain to everyone, please shut up and listen to this. It's worth your attention. Like, I know (laughs) that you all want to see me up here with all these rock stars, but please, goddammit, shut up and listen to these guys play. You can learn something. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's really cool. That's great. So, do they do, they do it? Yeah. There's <laughs> chucking stuff at him. Hey, hey, I paid $250 for these tickets. Hey, all get out of here. Oh, it's fine. And then, then Tony from Jersey. Fuck yeah. Freaking. He came, all, came all the way across the bridge. Hey, excuse you. I don't want to listen to this crap. I'm trying all to right. meditate here. Yep, they quiet the both of you. Trying to meditate here. That's There's like one, one guy with like a laundry line across masses of the garden. <laughs> Shut up, the both of you. Anyway, yeah. All right. So um, I also, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, the passing of Dusty Hill, the oh, bassist yeah. for ZZ Top. Um, yeah. Don't have a ton of info. I'm, you know, I'm sure you can find it. There's been a lot of obituaries about him, but I did pull up a really cool clip of ZZ Top killing it. Yeah. So we're gonna do that instead, rather than Let's talk about the details of his life. Cool. This is him singing on, by the way, That's Dusty right. Hill. Rest in peace.
awesome sauce. Love those yeah. guys. Pretty cool. Fun, uh, fun interesting fact about ZZ Top. What's, What's that? that? Until Dusty Hill's passing, they were they were the American pop act with the longest running intact original lineup. Wow. That's wild. With no substitutions. Wow. That's respectable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. Wow. Totally. They've been doing it since when? Mm, early 70s. Wow. But I think... You know, Billy earlier Gibbons, than that, man. Sh- or what, sh- well, they shut down the, the he shut down the the moving sidewalks in like '68 or '69, and then they okay. they transformed into ZZ Top. So it was right around 1970, '69, '70 something like that. Okay, right on. Yeah. I almost saw them, man. Really? There was, a, there was a show that was happening. I want to say at Wolf Trap or Meriwether Post Pavilion. It was a tour that was really interesting. I think I remember it was ZZ Top and Jeff Beck. Oh, wow. uh, and nice. one of the guys from ZZ Top. Uh, either got sick or got hurt and they can't and they canceled the date uh, but a student of mine an adult had picked up tickets for us and i was really looking forward to going to that but it didn't happen bummer uh might, i think i think gary clark jr was also opening oh wow um I, I don't know i can't remember but anyway it sucks i didn't get to see him but uh hey rest in peace can't see them all we got rest, lots rest of music to go back and listen yep. to um, well, and we got his music that he made so Thank exactly yep um and on one last note, I would like to also pay homage to another musician who passed away. Dropping like flies, man. Mm. It's really bad. This is someone who I always really respected. The drummer, going back to drummers now, mm-hmm. uh, the drummer for a band that I don't think either of you guys really listen to very much, uh, Slipknot. The, Al Contraire. Uh, Love Slipknot. Oh, Contraire. You like Slipknot? Yeah. Are I've you, said you, this before. You got me into Slipknot, I didn't, man. I'm sorry, Jay. I'm so, <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, for real, man. because... I if you like Slipknot, I mean that's cool. It, it's they're I, they kind of got lumped in with a lot of you know bands that kind of were maybe interesting and good at first, and then started really sucked. Yeah. Um, like the Corn Limp Biscuit. Uh, yeah, they just yeah. kind of came new, out new, at the new wrong metal. time. Or the right time. I don't know. You yeah. know, but but dude, Slipknot when they first came out, man, I I listened to that record and I was like holy crap this is like psychotic yeah this is you know? like your definition of this thing right which is like the music that scares you yeah and yeah. I like these it. guys are legit scary it, it, and the, pr- the production was amazing i mean ross robinson and as it turned out joey jordison their drummer mm-hmm. yeah. who just passed away at 46 years old oh, um yeah he was no longer the drummer in slipknot i'll get into that but um he made with them like the the earliest stuff not even just the earliest stuff the meat of their career yeah. is with joey jordison on drums okay. and this dude is like i mean i saw them once in concert um <laughs> he played he did a drum solo in a set that lifted off the ground <laughs> and then spun around yes <laughs> you know and i was like holy <laughs> crap you know <laughs> And like, and meanwhile, he's wearing like this crazy like mask, right? Yeah, you right. know, and he's just playing the ever loving crap out of the drums. I mean, he's, this guy was not like, you know, you have bands like Kiss, mm-hmm. and they wear the makeup, and they're not really known for their like musical chops, no. right. really, yeah. you know. This dude was like born to play drums. Yeah, I mean, man. he was unbelievable drummer. Um, yeah. I, I got to play a clip from the first Slipknot record. I don't know how deep we can make it into this clip. Jay, I would probably. I took it just longer than pull. what you gave me because I love this song. <laughs> okay, Eyeless. You talking about Eyeless? Yeah, from man. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's 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 play this.
Yo, yeah. there's no there's no click track on that. I just realized it, it gets it's all faster. over the place, dude. Yeah, it gets it, fa- it, 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 it yeah, the tempo's crazy. He bumps Holy it up crap. like uh right when he when he when he really comes in with the pain. You know, he starts like yeah, you can just feel that adrenaline rush. Yeah, dude, I freaking love those guys. I remember you giving me that CD and you gave me kind of the same spiel. Oh, this, okay. this is probably 2002. I mean, it was like, right, you know. Rather, like, you're not going to like oh, yeah. this. You're but, probably you know, not going to like yeah. this, but check them out. You know, they're kind of, I know you think they're like these other bands. And you were you right on, on the, the right money, day. man. You I hit them on the right day. I love Good. that seat. I love that band. I, I really yeah, love that. I, I like, really had no idea. Yeah. Hey, Jay, did you co- You were at that show. No, I've Didn't never seen come? Slipknot Live. No, I would remember <laughs> that. Trust me. Jay, it's time that you trust Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I would tell you that if I went to a Slipknot concert. (laughs) Yeah. Are you sure? Positive, one hundred percent. Because it was, it was. I'll tell you who it was. It was uh, System of a Down. Me, man. Nah, System of a Down. I've never seen them live either. So okay, yeah. So that's that's who I went to go see, and then Slipknot was was the headliner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. It was Bird Clock. You were always busy with something else. Was I? Yeah, it's okay. But anyway, so listen, Joey Jordison, he played through, um, again, the the majority of their career so far as a band. Um, But he's he's not the drummer in the band anymore. Do you know who is the drummer in Slipknot right now? No idea. Jay, Jay, this is going to blow your mind, man. I'm ready. So early on in the Slipknot career, Conan O'Brien would have him on. okay? Okay. Yeah. And he had him on because it was just so weird to see have Slipknot on, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, he, he loved him. But he loved it. He yeah. was like, "This these guys are insane." Yeah, you know, because you have to. If you don't know anything about Slipknot, it's like nine guys wearing jumpsuits and like the most grotesque masks you've ever Horror seen, masks. and they're just yeah. like, you know, and they're just like slamming their instruments and looking scary and screaming and right. blah blah blah. Right. But they're also there's a vision there. There's like something yeah. happening there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Conan had them on. And Max Weinberg, uh, band leader of Conan's band, Max Weinberg 7, he uh, got his son into uh, Slipknot. <gasps> because right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do so, remember that so his, his son was a little kid when Slipknot was like first coming on the show. And he became this huge Slipknot fan because he was yeah. seeing their appearances on the Conan show. Yeah. And he was also a young drummer. to hang out with him. Yeah, and he was yeah. a young drummer. Yeah, and, right. so, and so Max would bring him to the Slipknot shows and they became oh, buddies so and great. everything. And, uh, How cool of a dad is Max Weinberg? Right. Bro. Right? Well, Taking so, your you know, kid to a Slipknot show. That's Well, badass. he's like, hey, man, you know, look, and, and he probably was blown away too. I mean, it was, oh, yeah. so, it's awesome to see them live. Like, yeah, I don't, you know, no, I know. I'm just saying, it's, cool it, dad. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's you know, it's not a modest mouse concert, bro. You know? <laughs> I, I didn't say it was. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I just meant in general to the. Yeah. It's it's theatrical. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So now, fast forward. Yeah, that's Max, crazy, dude. Max Weinberg's son is the drummer in Slipknot. He <laughs> t- he passed the audition, and he's been playing with them now for a while. I think that's he's so even done funny. a record with them. Man. Uh, Jay Weinberg. Jay Weinberg. Yep. Jay Weinberg. Yeah. Good man. So, Good man. And, and apparently when the, I I only saw the headline and I wish I could, I had, it's been so damn busy, but I couldn't read this article, but apparently when Joey Jordison found out that Jay Weinberg was a huge Slipknot fan, I think he like th- threw him like every piece of merch and like drumsticks, probably got him like a full drum set, like the whole, right. you know, apparently he was a really cool guy. And awesome. I awesome. will say this, okay. 
about Joey Jorzen because I didn't even know about this until this week. This one I had to click on. Apparently, there was one Metallica gig at Download Festival in Europe, which is like one of the okay. biggest rock and roll festivals there. Ironic. And, and Metallica <laughs> would be playing the Download Festival. Uh, Why is that? Oh, yes. In <laughs> well, cool. Even more ironic, Lars was a no-show. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Not ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, for some kind of... Uh, medical emergency. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't show it up uh, at a but I think possible. I think they were like they were so surprised by it, but still had a little bit of time to kind of like okay, damage control. What can we do here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all these great bands were also there, including Slipknot and um, oh, I can't remember who else right now. But the point is, Slipknot was there. Joey Jordison was asked to fill in for Lars Ulrich on like m- over half of Metallica's set. Wow. wow. And I was like, yo, I gotta hear this. I didn't even know this happened. And so I went and listened to it and I'm like, this is so much better than <laughs> like Metallica. Is it really? Lars. Is it? Oh my God, yeah. It's, I, I, I am so not surprised. I mean, it's <laughs> it's become more and more apparent over the years that Lars can like barely play drums. He never been, yeah. He's never really been able to play drums. It's a crazy. No. Wait, you know? what? Okay. Really? Really? I mean, yes. I say I'm saying I, yes. I'm saying this. Even as a kid, I would listen to those records and be like, "Okay, so awkward. I, like, it's so it's awkward. awkward." And then, like, yeah. when you watch the documentaries and he's like trying to record, you're like, "What is he doing? Like, is he he can barely hold the sticks." He but wills I, his limbs to go as close to the beat as he can. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, isn't what that what we like all do? I mean, he makes no, million man, dollar no, records. No. I mean, come I on. realize that. I know, but it's like, has he ever played with anyone else? No. That I think is the dead giveaway. But anyway, <laughs> the point is this: I'm not. Tr- I'm not here to hate on Lars. I lo- I've listened to Lars to death, and I will probably go back to those records again and again. So of course. don't worry, Lars. I, I still, I still yeah. love you. Yeah. But man, go listen to Joey Jordison. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna. Pl- I'm gonna play it right now. This is a uh, sad but true Metallica download festival with Joey Jordison. Rest in peace. All right. Color me fascinated. It's so cool, man. It's you're just like, oh my god, like <laughs> what they could have been. <laughs> I, no, it really is. It's sad, almost. But like they should have the just fired Lars the right there. They're doing no, they're something not. right. Come on, guys. Look, hey, no one's a bigger Metallica fan than I am. Like, as you know, at least of the three of us. But I mean, this is I'm just this saying has gotta that, be like, a, this has got to be a bit. I need I need more convincing that Lars is a terrible drummer. All that right, sounded incredible. We can do that. I'll give you that. But that's because Joey Jordan like Lars could drummer. never sound like that, in my opinion. So, okay, sorry, Lars. You just you gotta get you gotta practice or something. 
you know but joey jordison man rest in peace uh, awesome totally. awesome drummer um awesome persona awesome energy and he mastered that first slipknot record all on analog um gear with really? ross robinson which is like far more time consuming and yeah. not at all what the industry standard was at the time mm-hmm. so respect uh yeah, to totally to you know to another f- fallen soldier you yeah. know if you will mm. so yeah i'll never but, forget uh, when i saw them live for the first time it was great yeah, you, Greg was there. <laughs> yeah, was and Nick, Nick, you weren't busy. You you, you made it out. I remember. I, I, yeah, I, was, I made it out like I always do. <laughs> yep. Uh, you weren't yeah, dating you anyone just, or anything? You went on with it for long enough. I'm just believing the line now. I, I have seen mm-hmm. Slipknot live. Yeah, They're terrifying. Oh, yeah. Great stories. Got, very, got very theatrical. Good times. All right. It is. Uh, anyway. Right. Uh, man. Uh, sh- should I tell the, the, the fine people where to where to link with us? Where would they find us if let's they wish to find us? Sure. Are we ready? Are we ready? Let's do it. Let's yeah, do let's it. do it. I'm done. I'm out of things to say. <laughs> All right. He can send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. Find us online at you should check it out.com. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. You should check it out. Twitter, our handle is at shouldcheck. Mm-hmm. Go listen to us on Apple and uh, a- Apple Podcasts and mm-hmm. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And uh, tell a friend. You should check it out. Hey. Definitely tell a friend. That's I, the, the reason for the season. I couldn't have Indeed. said it better myself, Mr. Greg. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Thank you, guys. That was great. Yeah. Well done to the three of us. <laughs> Let's give a solo yeah, yeah. pat on the back. I don't know yeah. how this is going to sound when it comes out, but we'll, we'll <laughs> look forward to listening to it. <laughs> Just remember to count this episode in 5-8, guys. Yes. Please. Make a lot more please. sense. Please. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, happy season three to all of you guys, and thank you to all our listeners for listening, and uh, tune back in next week for more hijinks and uh, Lars Ulrich talk. I'm very excited to, to talk about him. <laughs> um, so, until then, guys. I think I, 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 I'm into it. We'll, we'll make a bit. I don't please. have a name for it yet, but... Sleep on that. It'll it'll be good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Actually, it could just be sad but true, right? (laughs) (laughs) You can have that one. Uh, There you go. (laughs) See? Yeah. Just passing the torch along. Folks, until next week, stay safe (laughs) out there. Peace. We'll see you. Later. Later.